1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good Sunday morning on a very busy weekend for everybody. Thank you for being with us this morning. If you are, if you're not, well, you're going to miss some information that will be helpful, but you can always find out what we're talking about by going to usawealthgroup.com, visit our website, and what we do is archive the radio shows. So if you ever miss a radio show and you're thinking you'd like to go back and check on something that maybe you didn't quite remember what we said, you can go back to our website and uh, visit us and pick up on the radio show again. First thing I'd like to do this morning is to say good Sunday morning to attorney Michael Coleman. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, this is a busy weekend. It's a busy weekend for travel. It's a busy weekend for shopping. And it's hard to believe that it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yeah, we're close. <laughs> I can't believe how close the holidays are this well, year. Thanksgiving's late this year, so we're even closer than normal. So what I'm going to start out this morning and say is... Ladies and gentlemen, always stand up straight. So let me tell you why I'm going to tell you that this morning. Because I grew up with a father who was a first sergeant in the Marine Corps. And we always had to stand up straight. And if we were slouching at all, he would say, stand up straight. Suck in your gut. You're going to have to wear a back brace if you don't stand up straight. Because that's what Marines did. Hmm. Um, So I always remember that from my childhood and... It's actually stuck in my brain and my consciousness. So when I'm standing, I always have to think about, you know, put my shoulders back and stand up straight. Hmm. So that's one of the things my father taught me. I don't know where that came from. but <laughs> Well, it's just a story from my past. And yeah, I thought I'd tell a little story this morning oh, because nice. uh, it has stuck in my brain. It's permanently implanted in my brain. I think hmm. as long as I live, I will always think about that. Yeah. And um, I guess by analogy, Mike, it's something that we always do for our clients, don't we? Stand we always do the right thing, and we always stand up straight for our clients. Absolutely. Yep. So that's the little moral and the little message this morning. Maybe okay. a little corny, but I thought, <laughs> well, I'm going to say it anyway. Well, today we're going to talk about a number of things. We're going to talk about how you can save money, some money-saving things you can do for year-end. And there's always ways that you can save money. I clip coupons, for example. Before I go to BJ's, I always go through the BJ's circulars and catalogs, and Hmm. I try to cut them out ahead of time because it's hard to do it in the store. Yeah, and do that uh, with people waiting behind you. (laughs) But I save twenty or thirty dollars every time I Hmm. go to BJ's and buy supplies for the office, for example. Interesting. And if you're not a coupon clipper, you ought to be. Hmm. They're there for a reason. Why pay full price? Hmm. Interesting. So just a little thought. What I'd like to do this morning, first of all, is just remind people that if you have a house that has equity in it, or maybe is even paid off, and you're at least 62 years of age, you might want to learn about what a reverse mortgage could do for you. So attorney Tenny Lance is also a mortgage loan originator, and she's going to be doing two workshops this coming week. Uh, The first will be Wednesday, December 4th. It's going to be at 6 o'clock. And it only lasts for a little bit more than an hour, not much longer. There will be refreshments served. It's also going to be done again on Saturday, December 7th, which is Pearl Harbor Day, 10 o'clock in the morning. And both of these are going to be done at the offices of Lance Law Firm. 
352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. If you have interest in attending one of these, it is asked that you give a call to the office. There's a special line to register for reverse mortgages. It's 508-995-6200. And reverse mortgages are a way that you can use the equity in your house to take care of some unusual need, or maybe you're retired or about to retire, and you just don't have quite enough income coming in. And if you don't have other assets or other income sources, for many people, a reverse mortgage can be a lifesaver. It can be a way to pull money out of your house to hmm. have the house now help take care of you. Yeah. Can you pay off a mortgage with a reverse mortgage? Yes. In fact, you have to because a reverse mortgage has to be a first mortgage on the house. Oh, okay. So you must pay off your first mortgage. So you might have a mortgage and maybe you're paying 1000 or $1,500 a month. Mm. And that's the difference between not having enough money in retirement. Yeah. And so a lot of people I know sometimes think, well, maybe I have to sell my house and move someplace else, or I'm going to sell my house and rent someplace. Mm -hmm. But today, rents are 1200 to $1,500 a month for fairly modest places. Yeah. So if you want to stay in your house, or maybe you have a parent that wants to stay in the house, absolutely doesn't want to move, and that's what everybody tells us mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. Uh, they would prefer to stay in the house. It's a way that you could pay off your existing mortgage, and depending upon the amount of equity you have in the house, you could still have a credit line on top of that that you can draw down against and use that to help supplement Social Security, hmm. for example. So there's a lot of ways it can be used. I want to say one other quick thing about reverse mortgages. It's not for everybody, but for those people that it can help, it's really, really important. We had a lady over in... Um, well, it's west of Fall River. I'll just say that. I won't identify the town. And this goes back about three or four years ago. And she had a house that was uh, fully paid for. But she had a grandson living with her who had a drug problem. Mm -hmm. And she kept pulling out money from the house. She did a, a line of credit. Mm -hmm. She kept pulling money out of the house to pay for his drug treatment, supposedly, and his rehab, supposedly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when she didn't have any more money to pull out of the house, then he maxed out her credit cards. And then after that, uh, he would go to ATMs with her to ask for money. Mm. And then she had a sister who finally got involved and interceded and said, this isn't right. You need to sit down and talk to somebody. Mm. So we talked to uh, her with her sister there. And basically she had been scammed and conned and it was well over $300,000 of oh savings and investments he had gone through. This is a true wow. story. It's an absolutely true story. We referred her to um, the reverse mortgage company, which is now East Coast Capital mm -hmm. in Fall River. That's the one that Tenney is now affiliated with. And basically, she finally had the good sense to tell her grandson that he could no longer live in the house. Mm -hmm. And she used the reverse mortgage to pay off all the debts, the credit cards, and everything else, mm. which allowed her to stay in her house. Mm. It was, a, unfortunately, a very expensive $300,000 lesson. Yeah. But it happens. You know, you want to do what you can to try to help your family, and sometimes you can't. But reverse mortgages can be used for many reasons. And if you think about it later when we do this, I'll tell you a little bit more about jumbo reverse mortgages, which are brand new huh, okay. for people who have much more valuable houses. But what we'd like to do right now is talk about a few things that you could do to save money. So 
Do you like to save money? <laughs> I do, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you need to save money, you need to invest money, and I think the most important things that we have in life are, are two only. One, what is your health? Right. And two, how is your family protected? Mm-hmm. And what we can't do is we can't do anything about your health. You have to take care of that yourself. But what we do in the office, both in USA Wealth Group and what you do, Mike, mm-hmm. at Lance Law, is you show people how to protect the money and protect their assets. Mm-hmm. And you do that in a lot of ways. I know you do it with creating estate plans. <coughs> and um, let's talk about that for just a minute. Um, a lot of people tend to put that off, don't mm-hmm. they? Yeah, and there are different kinds of protection. Some people want to protect the house from, say, a nursing home mm-hmm. or their money from a nursing home. Right. Other people have, may have a taxable estate in Massachusetts. There is an estate tax. Okay. So we can do things to minimize or eliminate the estate tax in Massachusetts. So there are different ways to protect money. And I guess most people don't have to worry about the federal estate tax anymore. No, right, yeah, right now that's up over a million, uh, $11 million. Yep, so it's $11.4 million dollar exemption per yeah, person. Right, right. Um, that may not always be there in place. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily a permanent change in the right. tax code. That went up from $5 million yep. to over $11 million. The Massachusetts exemption stayed at the same $1 million amount, though. So can you tell us what that means exactly, and does that mean that you don't have to pay any estate taxes unless you have at least a million dollars? Well, it's complicated. Um, if you're a married couple and one of the spouses passes away and assets pass to the surviving spouse, there's no estate tax at that time. Mm-hmm. A single person with more than a million dollars in assets who passes away, yes, would have to potentially pay an estate tax. But again, it's complicated. So I know I see a lot of people when we're doing retirement planning that have more than a million dollars in value, and it really isn't hard to get there. If you look at the equity in a house, mm-hmm. uh, life insurance is included, right. retirement accounts are included. Annuities, all of it. Um, some people are surprised when they find out that the life insurance that was owned by the person who passes away mm-hmm. and gets paid out to someone else is right. actually included in that person's estate. Right. It is, yeah. And if you have questions anytime about your estate plan and whether you have one or whether you don't, you want to have it reviewed, give attorney Mike Coleman a call at 508-998-8800. He'll be happy to help you. Mm -hmm. You know, I I have some interesting stories about taxes. I have to give you one. Congress does some strange things. It puts a high tax on liquor and then raises the other taxes that drive people to drink. (laughs) Massachusetts. Yeah. Likes the tax as well. Yeah, that's why people go to New Hampshire sometimes to buy their uh, their alcoholic beverages, don't yeah. they? Yep. And then one other quotation I have to give you about taxes, a fool and his money are soon parted. The rest of us wait until income tax time. <laughs> that true. sounds uh, appropriate, doesn't it? Yep. Well, um, saving taxes, saving money, and obviously, most importantly, protecting your family are the most important things that you do. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of important tax tips for year-end. And I'd like to mention that it's really a complicated subject. We've got some great handout material. And sometimes maybe you'd like to read some information. If you would, um, give a call to USA Wealth Group at 508-998-8858. And we've got some great handouts and charts that show what the taxes are. 
But more importantly, we've got a lot of good articles that we've accumulated to talk about, for example, eight tax steps that could save you money this year. And can you still itemize your deductions? Fewer and fewer people are able to itemize their deductions this year. But one mistake people have made, not only this year, but the year before, we saw a lot of complaints later from people who didn't realize the impact of the tax law is that although the tax rates have gone down for individuals, by the way, that's only a temporary thing. I think it's 2022 when we jump back to higher taxes. Mm -hmm. So in some ways, taxes are on sale right now because taxes are low. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you why that's important. But a lot of people didn't realize that they know that tax rates went down. They thought that was great. But the withholding rates also went down if you work for a company. Hmm. This is across the board, whether you work for you know, South Coast Hospital Group or whether you work for a private corporation. All hmm. the withholding rates went down. And people were, were thrilled to get a little bit more money in their paycheck. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people got a big surprise at tax time on April 15th this past year yeah. because they ended up a, either not getting a refund, or B, more more worse for many people, uh, they had to pay taxes. They owed. And, yeah. Sometimes for the first time. Yeah. So even right now, even though we're right on Thanksgiving weekend and finishing up with that holiday, uh, it's not too late to take a look at your withholding and talk to the person who gives you your paycheck and find out whether you need to change your withholding. What's your total withholding this year? If you have your tax returns done by somebody outside, you don't do them yourself, which is kind of hard, um, it doesn't hurt to get a forecast on whether you're going to have to pay taxes or whether you're going to get a refund. Hmm. And it's not too late to increase your withholding, possibly, and dump more money into taxes so that you don't end up having to pay taxes in April. And... It sounds a little unusual. I'll just give you one more little detail on that. But even money that you put aside in December towards withholding counts across the whole year that's just gone by hmm. and counts towards withholding. So take a look at your withholding and make sure that you're not going to get stuck in a bad position uh, come next year. And the other thing you can do at this time of year, if you want to put more money aside for retirement, and you want to pay fewer taxes, let's assume you're still working, you can put more money into a retirement account. So let's say you work for a company that has a 401k and they match what you put in up to 4%, let's say, or 6%, whatever the number is. The first thing we always tell people is, if you have a company plan that puts money aside that will match what you put in up to a certain level typically, Always make sure you put in enough money to claim the full amount of the match. If you don't, you're, you're basically wasting money. You're leaving money on the table. Mm. And what that means basically is you can still put money into retirement account even this year to be able to claim the maximum amount of the match. Mm. And you don't want to waste that. But the other important thing you can do, Mike, is um, – you, you can only put money in up until December 31st of this year. Mm -hmm. If it's a 401k, you're contributing to. Okay. The rules are different for IRAs. So with an IRA account, if you want to put aside more money into an IRA account, and if you're over 50 years of age, you can contribute um, $6,500 hmm. this year. 
If you haven't done that this year and you've got some extra money sitting in the bank account, this is a great time of year to put money into an IRA. Hmm. Particularly if it's gonna be a deductible IRA, it will reduce your income for the year and it's gonna save you money in your income taxes. When you say deductible IRA, what is that? Well, if you make a lot of money, then you can't necessarily deduct the full amount of what you contribute into Mm -hmm. an IRA account. And I don't have the limits right here in front of me this moment, but if if you make sort of average wages, and it can be even as much as $100,000 or more, Mm you can put money aside typically and be able to reduce your income tax because mm. you've taken money out of your income directly. Yep. Um, and you need to check on whether you're gonna itemize your deductions this year as well. But here's something interesting about IRAs. Maybe you're not quite sure or maybe you're gonna get a bonus at the end of the year. There isn't too much of that anymore. But maybe you're just not quite sure what your income is gonna be until December 31st. Mm-hmm. You can still put money into an IRA next year in the year 2020, all the way up until April 15th with a couple of provisions. Number one, you cannot have filed your income tax return Hmm. for 2019. Okay. But you can still make a 2018 contribution and you can do it in 2019. As opposed to the 401k that can only be done. Exactly. Yep. Thanks for reminding me about that. So you can do that okay next year with an IRA. Mm -hmm. You cannot do it next year for a 401k. Okay. So if you want to put extra money into a 401k, particularly to get a match, you must do that before December 31st. And is there a limit on the amount that can go into a 401k? I don't know. Yes, it's around $22,000. Again, I apologize. I don't have the actual right. figures in front of me. And I don't <laughs> I'm keep throwing all random that. questions at you. No, that's, that's okay. <laughs> that's a good question. I don't keep all of that in my brain, but it's around $22,000. So okay. it's a fairly high amount. That's a lot more than an IRA. Yes. But since you asked me that question, I'll tell you one other thing. Mm-hmm. Some people say, well, I've already got a 401k, so I can't do an IRA. That's not correct. Hmm. You can have a 401k or you can have a 403b if you work for a nonprofit company and you can still have an IRA account. And you can you can take both. money from that 401k while you're working to put it into an IRA? Is that allowed? Well, let's see. Um, Another <laughs> Another question. No, that's that's a more complicated question, but yeah. I, I can answer that one. Uh, the short answer is, while you're still working for the company, you're not allowed to withdraw from your 401k or your 403b okay. unless you want to borrow money from it. Oh. And there's a limitation on how much money you can borrow. Usually it's $50,000. Hmm. And you have to pay it back. Okay. Um, and I have a client right now who has... Uh, planning to take money out of their 401k because they're taking retirement in December, uh, December 21st, and they have $2,000 they had borrowed against their $100,000 plus 401k account. Mm-hmm. They must pay off that loan you know, before they can do that. Yeah. So you can borrow money from a 401k, but you can't just withdraw from it and then put the money into an IRA. Okay. And if you think about it, there wouldn't be any real good reason to do that because when you take money out of the 401k, mm-hmm. it's taxable income. Oh, I see. So now you're taking money out you got to pay taxes on and then trying to put the money into an IRA that, to get a tax deduction. Hmm. So okay, maybe it would be a wash. I don't know. But, but after you've retired, you want to move it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But, you know, Mike, nobody's ever asked me that question before, <laughs> so thank you for challenging me you're this welcome. morning. No problem. <laughs> That's a good question. 
I had to think about that one for a minute. Yes, when you retire, you, um, and that's good. If you're retiring this year, um, we've got some clients retiring from Verizon. They have a brand new early buyout offer. Um, they have to give their notice by, I think, December 10th, whether they're going to accept the buyout offer. Mm-hmm. And then in most cases, it's going to be their effective retirement date will be December 21. Hmm. So those people have some really interesting choices to make, and we are already advising some clients on that at USA Wealth Group. And we met with some people just in the last couple of days on that subject. For many people, it's a good opportunity, and if you are in that situation with Verizon or any other company, give us a call at 508-998-8858. You've still got time to make those decisions and figure out whether it's the best thing for you. Mm -hmm. The one thing I'll tell you about the Verizon offer, uh, they've got a great continuation of health insurance benefits program. And they have a special thing that I think you get $2,000 for every year that you've worked there. So if Mm -hmm. you work there for 22 years, uh, you're going to get a $44,000 bonus, essentially. Mm -hmm. That's going to get paid out for the most part over a four-year period. Wow. Then they're giving them a $10,000 early buyout, early termination bonus. Mm-hmm. That's taxable income. That $44,000 amount is taxable income, which is why it's good to spread that out over four years. Right. And then everybody retiring from Verizon right now who's doing this also typically has a 401k, which was what you just asked about. Yeah. And they also have a pension. Mm-hmm. And the pension allows them to either take money out over time for their life, for their life and their spouse's life, or they can take it as a lump sum. Hmm. When we sit down and do the numbers, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Do they need money immediately? Mm-hmm. Um, are they planning to work again, uh, work part-time? And in many cases, they can be better off taking the lump sum mm-hmm. pension. And investing and, it somewhere or putting it in. Right. And that gets rolled into an IRA account. Oh, okay. So all this sounds a little complicated, and it is, but we're happy to help people do that analysis. I, I get really excited by it. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And it's fun to do something that we always do. We always start out with a budget. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure, okay, you're going to be retired. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? Are you going to work? Are you going to work full-time, mm-hmm. part-time? Um, what are your income sources? Are you old enough to start taking Social Security? Um, how much money do you have? Should you take part of your money as a lump sum and part as a pension? Oh, you can do it. You yeah. can split lots, it up. Lots and lots and lots of choices. Okay. Um, but you have to go in with your eyes open when you make those decisions. So now let me come back to the main question you were asking. Is right. When you leave work, you want to get the money out of your 401k. Yeah. And you want to get it out of your 403b if you're working for a nonprofit. Um, you have better investment choices. Um I happened to look at somebody's plan this morning, and actually it's one of these workers, and they have a Verizon 401k plan, and it's over $100,000, and it's 99.4% invested in Verizon stock. Jeez. That's (laughs) never a good idea. Verizon's a great company. They've got a great future, but things happen. You never know. So you don't ever want to be fully invested in just one company's stock particularly when you retire, you want to get more diversified. But while they're working, they really have no control over that, do they? 
Uh, they probably have some choices, but it depends on the, the, the plan. I don't know what it is at Verizon hmm. especially. But um, one of the other good reasons to not, not leave money in your 401k when you retire, the company has set up the 401k plan for you, the employee. Mm-hmm. They don't want to deal with your spouse. They don't want to deal with your children. Uh, that plan is not going to continue for the, your beneficiaries. And typically, they're going to want to get the money out of the 401k plan within one year in the event that you die. And that's all taxable. It's, it could be all taxable in one year. It's, yeah. it's all ordinary income. Mm-hmm. So a better result is to get it rolled out from a 401k into an IRA, and now your beneficiary can stretch it out over their life expectancy. Right. Much better choice. We do a lot of that. Um, we're happy to help. We're going to come back in just a minute and talk about some things. I didn't uh, plan to talk so much about 401ks and IRAs because <laughs> I got a ton of things to talk about. But just a reminder that on Wednesday, December 4th, 6 o'clock at night, Saturday, December 7th, uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, um, Tenny Lance, Attorney Tenny Lance, who is a licensed mortgage loan originator with East Coast Capital, is going to be talking about reverse mortgages. Give her a call at 508-995-6200 if you'd like to learn more about that. But stay tuned because when we come back right back, we're going to be talking about some other tax-saving things that you could do this year or other savings things you could do this year. And, boy, if that doesn't hold your imagination, we've got some <laughs> other things to talk about. We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise. What our purpose here is every Sunday morning is to teach you a lot of new things that maybe you don't know about before, mostly about protecting your family and protecting your money and making sure that you can you afford to retire. And I get asked that question every single week. Do we have enough money that we can afford to retire? Are we going to be okay? And if we haven't been able to save quite enough money, and a lot of people haven't, what are some of the things that we might be able to do? What if I think that I'm going to work until I'm 76 years old and I don't have quite enough money? By the way, I've got an 88-year-old client who listens to the show regularly, and she still works at Walmart. Wow. <laughs> Part-time. That's good. Stay busy. That's yeah. a good thing. Did you happen, uh, Mike, we're talking with attorney Mike Coleman this morning. Did you happen to see the story? I think it was out of the Chicago area. I'm not sure where. Um, Somebody broke into the house of this grandmother. She's like 82 years old. And she works out in a gym every week, and she lifts weights. They showed videos of her in her gym lifting weights bigger than what I could probably lift. (laughs) A skinny little thing, but she works out and she lifts weights. Well, the guy that broke into the house broke into the wrong house. Yeah. And she grabbed the table and she busted the table all apart. Oh she God. beat him with the table and she had him pinned down on the ground wow. until the police came and arrested Jeez. the guy. Poor guy. <laughs> and she's on the, she's being interviewed on television saying, well, he broke into the wrong house. That's right. <laughs> so stay fit in retirement, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Absolutely. It's healthy. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, um, we do in the office is uh, talking about saving money. We're talking about some money-saving things. Um, Peter Lance uh, runs the um, Lance Family Insurance Agency, and he does that with Cheryl Marciano. She's been on the radio a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a hot ticket. Um, but Cheryl is very knowledgeable. And so I said to Cheryl, I said, do you keep track of the files and when you're saving money for people? And I just want to give you 
couple of quick examples. Uh, this is her customer quote of the week. This is from this current week. Um, uh, one of her relatives and niece sent her information. The current insurance policy for her car was $2,293, $2,293 annually. She had two drivers, two autos, and liability limits of 100, 300 for liability. Um, Cheryl, for the same coverage, was able to get her the insurance for $1,401. So this lady went from 2293 to 1401 a savings of $892. This wow. is a true story. And one other one briefly. I may tell one other one later. Um, oh, the same lady, her home insurance policy was 1501 annually for a homeowner's policy. Her new homeowner's policy is six ninety eight, a savings of eight hundred and six dollars. Wow! So in this family with a homeowner's policy and two cars and two drivers, um, the total savings was sixteen hundred and ninety eight dollars. So the reason I mention that is twofold. One, obviously, you ought to get in touch with the office. I'm going to give you the uh, USA Wealth Group line, five zero eight nine nine eight 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 five eight. And you ought to go in for a quotation because it doesn't cost any money to sit down with Cheryl and say, do I have the right coverage? And if I have the right coverage, is it possible to pay less for it? Yeah. I was going to say it doesn't cost anything to get a quote. No, it doesn't. So, so about 80% of the people that she has met with, she's able to save them money. And it's yeah. usually fairly significant money. Yeah, that's amazing. So that's a very important money-saving tip. Um Check out what you can save. She's got a whole chart. I'm not going to go into that of all the various amounts of money she's been able to save people. Um, I may tell one other story later because it's uh, incredible. Um, I was going to use another word, but then it would sound like I was mocking a politician, so I won't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Michael, um, we started out the show saying, do you like to save money? And obviously, is it important to protect your family is the other question we Mm -hmm. should ask yep so what if somebody is concerned about uh, protecting their house for example from a nursing home and i i think you and tenny attorney tenny lance get a lot of questions about that you see Mm -hmm. a lot of people who say to you we've worked all our life for the house that's our most important assets we we want it to go to our children we don't want it to go to a nursing home what can we do do you see that Absolutely, and depending on time frame and how much you know time they have, if they're going into a nursing home or someone's going to a nursing home soon, um, it limits the things that can be done in terms of planning. But if you have time, you can. One of the things that you can do is set up a trust, a certain kind of a trust to hold title to your house, and it's an irrevocable trust. So it needs to be controlled by a third party. It could be a child, mm-hmm. son or a daughter. Um, so that this is a kind of trust when the property is deeded or titled into that trust and five years goes by, there's a five-year look back right now, then the property is, is protected. So by doing this kind of a trust, this irrevocable trust, and then there's a five-year look back period, if you've got enough time for that to happen, mm-hmm. you can save your house from being claimed by a nursing home. Yep, as the law currently stands, that's correct. Yep. I know there's some other things you can do that Tenny talks about once in a while. You can also have um, uh, a person living in the house who may qualify as a caregiver. Right. Those rules are a little bit more complicated. 
Usually it has to be like a son or a daughter. I think mm-hmm. it can be a brother or a sister also, if I'm Caretaker not mistaken. Caretaker child. I Caretaker think it, child. But that that's the sort of planning that can be done in a short time frame. Okay. You know, so if someone's going to a nursing home in the near future and there had been a caretaker at the home with them for, I think it's a period of two years. Yep, it is two years. I remember that from yeah. talking with Tenny. So they have to have been living in the house for two years. They have to have their driver's license and bills go to that house. You have to be able to prove that they've actually been yeah. there. And there has to be a certain level of care that was given um, to the parent mm-hmm. in order to qualify. So it's complicated, but... Yeah, it's a little bit more complicated maybe than even doing the irrevocable trust. Mm-hmm. And I know that uh, when I talked to Tenny, she said um, one of the difficulties they have in doing this is you also have to get documentary evidence from a physician, yeah. which basically says that by this child or caregiver living there, it has helped keep the adult parent out of the nursing home. Right. And, you know, a lot of doctors just don't like to put that in writing. They don't want to get involved. Exactly. Correct. They're afraid yeah. they're going to get dragged into a hearing or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, I guess a third thing you could do to protect your house is you could um, have long-term care insurance. You could do that, yeah. But that's pretty costly for a lot of people. Yeah, it depends on how old you are. And, you know, if you're older, it's definitely costly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is something where if you have it and you have a certain level of uh, insurance per day of going into a facility, then you can potentially transfer the house uh, without that being a disqualifying transfer mm-hmm. for Medicaid purposes. All right, so. and I, I assume you probably see people, too, who have just given the house to children thinking they're going to protect it. I don't see that all that much. Good. Um, and we don't advise doing that uh, for a number of reasons. Um, if the child gets into a financial problem, if they get into a divorce, mm-hmm. um, there are a number of reasons why you shouldn't just transfer the house to the child. Well, a long time ago, probably 10 years ago, I remember... Um, a case where the father, and it was a father who was a widow, thought he would protect the house by putting it in the daughter's name. Mm-hmm. And then a few years later, the daughter decided, the, excuse me, the father decided that he had a new girlfriend and he wanted to put the house back in his name again. Yeah. And the daughter refused. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't force somebody to give the house back. That's right. So yeah. be careful what you wish for, That's I guess, right. sometimes. <laughs> So I know Thanksgiving has just gone by, Mike, but I still have to give you a Thanksgiving quotation or two. Mm -hmm. This is from Kevin James. Thanksgiving, man. Not a good day to be in my pants. (laughs) All right. I guess because he ate too much. Oh, okay. So you have to think about that one. Okay. Sorry. I think I have to go back to Rodney Dangerfield, all right? Okay, yeah. Because Rodney Dangerfield is a little easier to understand, isn't Mm -hmm. he? Mm -hmm. He's, He's one of my favorites. I always like Rodney. Uh, my psychiatrist told me that I was crazy, and I said, I want a second opinion. He said, okay, you're ugly, too. <laughs> Rodney uh, had some self-deprecating yeah, jokes, didn't he? was he? pretty blunt. Yeah, but I like him. I, I mean, yeah. You don't have guys around like that anymore. That's right. Probably you can't get away can't, with it. That's what I was going to say. You can't do that these days. Anymore. No. So I want to remind people that... Um, if you or somebody in your family has an interest in knowing more about reverse mortgages, it's not for everybody. Um, there's something brand new. It actually came out within the last week or 10 days, and it's a jumbo reverse mortgage. Hmm. And Massachusetts was one of the few states that didn't allow a jumbo reverse mortgage in the past. So right now, the maximum reverse mortgage for most people 
um, is based upon the maximum value of the house. Mm -hmm. And the maximum value of the house is roughly, I'm not going to know the exact figure, it's about Mm $750,000. And then you can borrow a certain amount against that value. And it's also based upon your age. You have to be at least 62. Mm -hmm. The older you are, the higher percentage you could get in value. And then it also depends on the interest rate. So the houses do get appraised. You have to be 62 years of age. So that still has been very helpful for many, many people to do a reverse mortgage. So just a question. Are you saying that if the house is valued more than 750000 or that top amount that you can't do a reverse mortgage? Uh, you can't do a straightforward traditional kind okay. of, I don't want to use the word traditional because a traditional mortgage versus a reverse mortgage. Yeah, yeah. But you can't do, uh, if you had a million dollar house, mm-hmm you're not going to get a reverse mortgage based on anything more than roughly $750,000 oh, of the value. Okay. okay. So that's the maximum limit for what you can uh, calculate a reverse mortgage on. Oh, okay. Um, but that's okay. For most people, it's very helpful. And um, the second thing is that Massachusetts didn't allow jumbo reverse mortgages in the past, but most states did. Mm-hmm. So what if you had a $2 million house or a $3 million house, and there are plenty of folks in our area that have that kind of value in a, in a house, mm-hmm. and you wanted to get a much larger reverse mortgage. Mm-hmm. Again, use 50% as a typical standard. Yep. So if you had a $2 million house with the old program, um, and the conven- the, I don't even want to use the word conventional, the, the, the straightforward reverse mortgage, you could only do a maximum value of 750. But now if you have a $2 million house, you could take out a $1 million reverse mortgage, for Hmm. example. Hmm. And why would you want to do that? Well, so the regular reverse mortgages, you can take out money at the time of the closing, but usually it's taken out in the form of a credit line. So Hmm. you can have payments over time going to you, or you can call up the lender company two months later and say, I need another $10,000 and mm-hmm. they'll send you a check or yeah. deposit to your account. Um, but typically they they are preferring to have it as a credit line. Mm-hmm. With the jumbo reverse mortgage, they want you to take the money out all at one time. So if you have a $2 million house and you got a $1 million jumbo reverse mortgage approved on it, mm-hmm. they're going to write you a check for the million dollars, hmm. less the cost, of course. Yeah, But now there aren't um, restrictions on what the jumbo reverse mortgage holder or person can do with mm-hmm. that money. Huh. They can use it to buy the house next door. Mm-hmm. They can use it specifically to go invest. There are a few more restrictions on typical reverse mortgages that mm-hmm. don't allow you to go out and put it into certain kinds of investments and yeah. things. Okay. So for people who have uh, much more valuable homes, it can be an excellent way to pull out money and use it for some other investment or purchase purposes. Hmm just to let you know that exists. but um, And a reverse mortgage doesn't become due until the person passes away or the house is sold? Exactly. exactly. Those are the two times that trigger a repayment. You can yeah. pay it off earlier if you choose to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can pay the interest every month if you choose to, but mm-hmm. you don't have to. Yeah. If you don't pay the interest every month, then the mortgage continues to grow larger. But their formula also says that the value of the house continues to increase. So routinely, I'll see people who come in the office, they've done a reverse mortgage, they bring in their statement, and it'll say available credit. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's three years later after you've done the reverse mortgage, you're still building credit that you can pull out if you need. 
So a lot of good features. Um, I'll give the dates of this in just a minute. I want to mention a couple of things. Um, if you happen to have investments that are in stocks and bonds and mutual funds, um, Peter Lance uh, now does uh, assets under management, has securities licenses, and he does something called a Morningstar report. Basically, he can take a look at um, your account statement. He can send it off to the wholesale company that he works with, and he can produce in 24 hours a Morningstar report analysis that basically tells you what's your risk factor, how much, do, how much money do you have at risk. And then if you're happy with that number, you can stay where you are. Mm-hmm. If you want to have less risk because maybe you're retired and you want to get more conservative and a little safer, uh, you can put it into something else. So that Morningstar report is very important. The budget is very important to do. Um, I want to get away from tax tips for just a minute and just talk about some general things that you can do mm-hmm. to make money and save money. Okay. Um, number one is automate your savings. Hmm. If you have a hard time saving money, set up a system where it's automatically done. You can have it automatically taken out of your checking account mm-hmm. into a savings account with your local bank. Every yeah. bank has electronic banking now. Mm-hmm. You can have it done at work. Yeah. And you know, if you think that it's tough to save money, it is, and most people can't do it. Mm. So if you've got a payroll plan at work that allows you to put aside X dollars per week, whatever you choose, do it. Yeah, It forces you to save, then you get used to it, you get used to living on the net income, and you're gonna be saving money. And I'm sure there are little things that everyone does that if they cut it out of their you know, routine would save a good amount of money over time. Sure. So for instance, I'll go to Dunkin' Donuts every morning and get a yeah, we've talked about nice that coffee. <laughs> so if I were to not do that, I'd probably save, you know, fifty or sixty dollars a month. Okay, so multiply that times twelve. Yeah, I'm not going to, you know, six hundred and something dollars a year. So um, maybe you can make coffee at home. So yeah. you know, you can buy Dunkin' well, do Donuts too. <laughs> you can you can buy Dunkin' Donuts coffee yeah. in a place like BJ's. Yep. Same coffee quality, mm-hmm. and you can make it. At work, you can yeah. make it at home. You can bring it in a cup. You can drink right. it along the way. Yeah, um, probably not going to happen. But <laughs> no. <laughs> well, so there's a helpful tip for right. Attorney Michael Coleman today, <laughs> and how he can save another five hundred dollars a year. That's right. <laughs> and how many? I see people all the time. You know, the funniest thing I see in the morning, I'll see people who will be riding right in my tail, which is the most aggravating thing for me when yeah. I'm driving. Yeah. And then. They're such a hurry, such a hurry. If they find a place they can go around me, they go racing by me, mm-hmm. and then up ahead they pull into Dunkin' Donuts to get their coffee. Yeah. And they're in a line of six or they're seven in a line, cars But deep. they're in <laughs> such a hurry. Yeah. You know, they're in such pressure in the morning to yeah. get in line to go get their cup of coffee. <laughs> um, wait before buying things that you don't need. Um, do you really need these things? Mm-hmm. Can you put off purchasing decisions? Uh, this one is my favorite. Use coupons whenever mm. possible. Yep. I mean, if I can save money by clipping coupons, so can everybody listening today. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And save all of your windfalls. I read, uh, not read, I actually saw something on television that even at this late in the year, um, people are anticipating getting their tax refund mm-hmm. because they have plans to spend it yeah. next year. <laughs> 
Well, what if not? What if you didn't spend your tax refund when you got it? What if you said, you know what? This is money that I've really been saving all year. Mm-hmm. If you want to look at it that way. Yeah. And what can I put some of that money into now that's going to make me money for retirement or for the future? Mm-hmm. Um, next is pay off debt. Um, I think this is the most important thing that people can do. So if you have five credit cards, some people do, and take a look at what the interest rates are and work on paying down and paying off the one with the highest interest rate first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's going to accumulate faster for you. Your income is going to be better. Um, get a side job. I wonder how many people have more than one job. Hmm. I'm sure quite a few. And um, So there are a lot of very simple things that people c- can do to save money. Uh, we've got a lot of great publications. I've got something called Year-End Retirement Account Action Plan. Uh, this was put out from Ed Slot. I'm a subscriber to his service. He's on channel to uh, public television periodically. 19 ways to be ready for, this happens to be for 2019, um, Roth conversions. Hmm. If you have an IRA account and you think you have enough retirement income um, and you're going to have to take money out of your retirement traditional IRA, Mm -hmm. why don't you think about converting it? So we started out at the beginning of the hour saying tax rates right now are the lowest they've been for a long time, mm. but it's temporary. Yep. Tax rates for individuals are going to go back up again in a couple of years. Mm. When they are, that would not be a great time to do a Roth conversion if you wanted to do one. Right. So if you're thinking about doing a Roth conversion, yep, you've got to pay income taxes when you take money out of your regular IRA, mm-hmm. and then you put that money into a Roth but then it's going to grow completely tax-free, tax-free, tax-free. And you don't pay taxes when you take it out of the Roth. You, you'll never pay taxes on the money. If you die and it goes to your beneficiaries, the same thing with them. They're not going to pay taxes on the money. Hmm. More people need to be looking at than they do. But I've got a good report on that. Um, One of the things that we always tell people just to say, interject, is that you want to make sure you have beneficiaries named on everything. <clears throat> so like with IRAs, you want to have primary and contingent secondary beneficiaries on yeah. those, and most times people don't. So, that's if if you ask half the people that come in the office, and I always ask, half the people say they're not quite sure right. who's their beneficiary. If it's ever a couple, it it's always they look at each other and <laughs> they don't know if they have the kids as contingent or secondary, and they will check on it. Right. Yeah. Um, there are so many other tips, and I've got a lot of information that we can pass out to people. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. Um, here's an interesting thing that a lot of people don't know. Um, without congressional changes in taxes, the Medicare program that pays most people's health insurance in this country is going to be bankrupt by the year 2022. Jeez. That's a really scary thought. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? It means higher taxes in order to cover that. Yeah. Uh, Social Security right now is projected to run out of money by 2036, mm-hmm. a little bit longer. Um, and if we just continue the benefits, if we ran out of money in 2036, it would have to be about a 23% cut in benefits. Oh, so you're going to see a lot of congressional pushing and pulling over the next couple of years. But you need to rely on yourself. You need to maintain a proper credit score. I guess if I would leave one last tip that I would leave for people is know what your credit score is. Uh, Check it periodically. 
and find out some very specific things you could do to improve your credit score because mm-hmm. it reduces the what you have to pay when you buy a car and all, all manner of things. So we've got a lot of good information to share with you. And I just want to remind people that um, if you would like to get information about reverse mortgages, by the way, if you have a senior who's living in their house, they want to stay there, they need care coming in to help take care of them, they could do a reverse mortgage and use some of that money to pay for somebody to come in the house and take care of them. That's a good idea. Call Tenny Lance at 508-995-6200 and say, I'd like to sign up to go to one of the workshops on Wednesday, December 4th or Saturday, December 7th. One last quotation I want to give you uh, from Bobby Jindal. On Thanksgiving, I will stop to give thanks that my family is safe and healthy, especially because I realize that following tragedies of this year and prior years, it is all too real a possibility that they might not have been. Mm -hmm. So take care of your family, ladies and gentlemen. Be thankful for your family this weekend. Be thankful you live in the country we live in. Mm -hmm. And we thank you for listening. Thank you.